Hello and welcome to Bedlam Social Hour, a D&D podcast. I am the aforementioned Bedlam, DM of this actual play D&D podcast. We thank you for taking the time to join us as we continue creating this adventure. Our story will continue with a brief recap after the player introductions. As is the nature of stories involving good versus evil, our arc has brought us to some darker aspects of things, sometimes amplified by the fantastical setting. Some of the situations portrayed may be too intense for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you enjoy listening to our story as much as we enjoyed creating it. Will I be Grom the Toothy? And I'm from a tribe up north called the Bone Splitters. I've moved south when my family was killed by a large beast. Since I've moved south, I've met up with this band of ragtag hooligans that have taken me in, and I consider my family. I'd gladly fight and die for them, but that'd be the story of Grom. My name is Peyton. I am playing Mirmolnir, the Amethyst Dragonborn monk. My clan and I follow the way of the shadow that lived a quiet life underground, all in service to our god, Quisodros. I am on a personal quest to retrieve a stolen artifact and avenge the deaths of those that lost their lives attempting to protect it. And in that quest, I have found a group of people that even though are different from me in many ways, make me feel like I belong. Something I haven't felt in a long time. Hi, I'm Carrie. I play a fighter with amnesia named Tylalore. When I woke up here in the city back in Iden Falls, my only memories were that of time spent in the uh, recently ended Ten Years' War in the southern land of Latresia. Recently, I've been experiencing memories from two different perspectives. Those of Tylalore, a soldier, and those of her general, Gwendolyn, who led the campaign of the war. I am currently married to Grom the Toothy, and together with the rest of the group, we're on a path to fight the various injustices we've encountered. Hello, I am Mark. Previous sessions, you will have heard me playing Gain with my actual voice, but I want to try to bring him more to life, so I will play Gain with this voice. Hopefully this does not cause too much confusion for you, and please enjoy Gain, a blue-skinned dragonborn wizard from a place called Konor Orothia. Unfortunately, a catastrophic event took place during an attack on my village, which caused me to end up in a place far in time. It is now named Lorothia, in nearly 600 years in the future. I journeyed to Aklum Falls to seek out the knowledge of time and space that will return me to the time that I once knew. Having next to nothing, I joined with my current group, but understanding that my search for knowledge will take quite a bit of time, I decided to stay and help them pursue their immediate goals. Last time, having put down an unexpected threat which implied the involvement of greater powers than originally anticipated, the group decided to make haste in their exodus from Aconitum Falls. Grinzander's people outfitted them as quickly as they could with what was readily available, and after a brief argument with their horse, Mr. Snugglebottoms, Grom opted to let Mirmolnir drive. On their way out of the city, a pair of gate guards questioned them briefly, but ultimately let them pass. 
They traveled a distance from the city when eventually the rain, to which they had grown so accustomed, ceased. The respite was welcome, however Grom realized that due to the recent development with his eyes, any reasonable amount of light serves to render his vision disadvantageous. At a further point in the day, during the twilight hours of dusk, they passed a small group of travelers that Grom mistook for illithids and was ready to attack. However, Mirmolnir was able to convince him that the group was simply a group of spiritualist black-skinned dragonborns with no ill intent. They made camp and discovered that Grinzander's groom, Ardrar, had supplied them smartly by providing camping gear alongside the sustenance Oriah had gathered. Camaraderie ensued, and the night passed with the only noteworthy events being conversation, which was unfortunately lost due to technical difficulties. The next day they resumed their journey, and in due course ran into an acquaintance named Sendal, the Ludus operator traveling to Aconitum Falls, with stock for the gladiatorial portion of the upcoming festival known as the Bane. They broke for lunch and shared rumors and speculation along with the meal. Latgain took umbrage at the nature of Sendal's vocation, but held his tongue, only partially acting out after seeing his companions take no concern. They parted ways and set out once more and eventually made it to a settlement known as Lower Dispucia later that day. Once arrived, they spied an inn-slash-tavern labeled the Valiant Hawk, although the nature of the signage seemed somewhat temporary. Having agreed to take their respite and perhaps learn more of their surroundings, it is here we will resume our story. I certainly wouldn't mind a cold drink. Wash this dust off. Agreed. Let's go. Yes. Alright, that gain with a passive perception of 11. Pretty much everybody can see this if they'd like. Over by the blacksmith's building, a familiar shock of blue hair catches your attention. You look closer, and you make out the feminine torso and servine legs of the fawn from the vision you experienced not three days prior. Once she catches your gaze, she winks at you, blows you a kiss, and turns and walks around the corner, out of sight. What the fuck? This is... You, no one sees this. No one saw this. This is the woman. This is the woman that we killed three times. And everybody saw this? I think that, given your vision, you saw it and you looked harder. But the three, they noticed it enough that they wouldn't think you're crazy. I swear you have not... I have calmed down now. <laughs> <laughs> Friend of yours. I, I, yes, I've, I've met her before. Um, can, we, can we go this way? I, of course. Go towards the blacksmith. Yeah, you cross the thoroughfare, uh, no problem, and turn the corner, and nothing. Uh, is there anything I can do that would, like, any kind of arcane knowledge check that I could do that might, like, see if I, she, like... Roll Arcana. 21. 21. Uh, let's piggyback a perception on that. 17. 17. Uh, with those high rolls, you turn the corner, and you can't quite put your finger on it, but there's definitely... It's almost like when you smell ozone after a lightning strike. If you're not well-versed in the, in the arcane, you would miss it completely. And it could be psychosomatic, it could be you imagining things, but you're pretty sure that there is something magical has happened here. Percy, to answer your question, the settlement of Lower Dispucia, is, it's a pretty open floor plan, so to speak. You know, you have sizable keep about a mile off in the distance. Um, the largest building is the Valiant Hawk that uh, we, we referenced in at last session. So this is like dirt roads and just open area a couple buildings like saloon town kind of deal exactly and so we just watched her walk around the building and just disappear you watched her walk around the building it took you probably five ten seconds to get over there and turn the corner and she was, she was gone this is the probability fee i think i'm not fully sure but she is gone i do not understand well 
I, I can tell you my feelings about things that disappear. Yes, what, what is this? They make me jumpy as I'm looking around for potential attacks. Well, I'll be honest. I haven't been trusting my eyes for a while. I hope it's not contagious. <laughs> hmm. Yes. Well, I'm sorry. Um, perhaps a drink will do it then. I want to smell the air. Roll perception. What are you smelling for specifically? Smell of a person. 19. Do you get advantage or is that only when you're in... Uh... If it's perception, I, I get an advantage. 21. Looking for like catch a perfume or anything like that. Like You think you catch a scent that's a little bit feral and a little bit feminine, but then you're overwhelmed by ale, B.O., pretty much uh, the sense that you could uh, anticipate from a larger tavern establishment. Anything particular, could I, like, log that smell, like, pay attention to it, just see if I could recognize it at a later date? I'll kind of want to try to... Yep. That's what I'd be doing then. Yeah, let's have an intelligence to see how well you, uh... Never mind. I have immediately forgotten upon my thirsty ass smelling the ale. What'd you get? A one. Uh, maybe we're just thirsty. Trail rations are fine and all. And I really appreciate Grand Xander setting us up for this trip, but boy, it just doesn't hit the same. I'm going to start striding over to the... Maybe our little friend will be back. We, I hope not. Well, kind of. She's quite lovely, but she's does scare me. I scare you how? Well, she disappears for no reason. I mean, this is not scary. You just like, just like Tyler or over there. This is scary stuff. <laughs> I'll be honest. It's starting to seem normal. I can see why. Why you might say that. I think that few things right now are as unnerving to me as the fact that I can't check for voids in the rain. I can't even hardly keep my eyes open in this glare. I'm gonna get out from under this light. Go have a drink. All right, you guys make your way over to the uh, entryway to the Valiant Hawk. And as you enter, the tavern is busier than you would have expected, given the size of the town. However, the disparity is quickly explained after you observe that a majority of the patrons are associated with the military force of Greya. The imagery of hawks abound as you gaze about, whether proudly displayed on livery or subtly noticeable through abstract shapes and colors. When you enter, you easily draw the attention of several patrons, many of whose gaze lingers. You all can imagine the uniqueness that your group presents. Two of the rarest colors of Dragonborn, one an air of arcane power about him, the other mountainous in stature, both accompanied by a steely soldier type with no official identifiable loyalties, all punctuated by a shirtless, tattooed, onyx-eyed, feral entity with filed teeth. It's reasonable to assume that your presence might raise questions. That's fine to see it and blend in. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of makes you miss the siren. Looks like the the middle table is the only one that is open, I, I think. I head there. Hey, you're right. Let's go sit right in the middle of all these guards. I don't see what could possibly go wrong. I'm, I'm walking that way. If you want to stop me, stop me. Absolutely. I, do, I don't. I'm, I'm just sassing you. Certainly more of the gray and soldiers here than what we saw back in Aconitum Falls, it seems. I wonder what everybody's all up in arms about. Seems like a pretty heavy military-occupied area. I'm, I'm, we'll see, I'm not very uh, familiar with the military. Um, do either of you have experience? I know Tyler or a little bit. Uh, what was this like for you? My military experience? Yes, yes. Uh, well, I'll be honest, I'm still kind of vague on those memories. I don't have much memory of that time. All right, a busy waitress comes by. Kind of gives you each a raised eyebrow look. Can I get you all? 
I think uh, two tankards of your nastiest troll sweat for me and the lady. Fair. This is ale, please. Yes. Yeah, that. I'll have the same. All right, coming right up. You hungry? Absolutely. Please always take food, yes. Some proper food would be nice. Hey, what do you guys have on for tonight? Smells like mutton. Well, we got the forever stew going. Aye, that'll do just fine. How big of a bowl do you have? How big a bowl do you want? As big of a bowl as you can get me. Coming right up. Thank you. Hey, this might be a good time to bring up that... Well, once again, I don't have any money, love. <laughs> oh, yes, um... I... I, I do believe that I am... Um, I don't have anything either. You gave me a gem and I... I think I gave it away. <laughs> well, lucky for us, I still have some. Well, maybe we should try to figure out... Hey, what the hell are we gonna do from here? Well, these dragon sounds pretty good, um... So, uh... What happens when a dragonborn meets a dragon? Are y'all, like, buddies or something? No. No, not exactly, no. Um, it is more of a... More of a distant respect. Well, I don't think I've ever met anybody that didn't have a distant respect for a dragon. But that goes the other way around, huh? Like a little cousin or something. Mm. It's something. I'm, I'm, to be totally honest, I'm not totally sure um, our entire lineage there, but... Eating you last. That's mm. what I'm getting? I hope so, yes. I will oh, run right. away. It sounds like that dragon in the area is blue. I was hoping maybe that would help us out a bit. No, I do not believe so. Do you speak dragon? Or what do you call it, draconic? I say yes in draconic. I also reply yes in draconic. Mm-hmm. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am curious, um, these, your lost memories, um, what do you, what do you remember? I mean, how, how far back do you not know what you have done? That's a tough question, honestly. I um, woke up in Aconitum Falls in a uh, room at the, uh, gosh, what was that place called? Is the same the place Drunken that we were before? No, it was a different one. It was the Drunken Boar, and I, I have no memories, really, of how I got there. And when I awoke, I found a group of people that I joined briefly to work for a man called Khalid for, <laughs> ironically, Mukal Holdings. How'd you, how'd you meet this one here, then? Uh, that was a little bit later. After the attempt to work for Mukol Holdings failed miserably, my previous compatriots disappeared, and I believe Grom showed up at a bar right shortly after that. I hadn't even been in town for more than a day when I ran into you. But I'll be honest, I'm pretty curious about your memory as well. You always seem pretty sure of yourself since I've known you, but, but I don't know what you're forgetting. You just woke up being a badass, huh? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> through the various things that we've encountered, I've had blips of memories come through from the past, but um, some are from one person, Tylalore, and then some are from another person, Gwendolith, and it's all in patches, nothing solid. So the only actual true memory I have is from the point of waking up in the drunken boar. Yes, this is... This- very confusing. I'm sorry you can go through this. Let's have an intelligence roll from the three of you. I am holding my necklace. Fifteen. That's a six. Is that nineteen? Uh, Grom and Latgain, in your little bit of time that you spent in town, hearing things here and there, that name Gwendolith, uh, you recall, has something to do with the recently ended Ten Years' War. Latgain, with your nineteen, he thinks that oh, that was a prominent name. Gwendolith, eh? Gwendolith, um... 
See, I, I, I do not know clearly, but um, not long ago there was a, there was a war. I believe it was for a while, um, about ten years or so. Mm-hmm. Was she not? Was she not involved in this? Yes, that was that. That's the memories that I have flashing sometimes. Do, that is. Do you think this is your stone, or do you think this is you? I'm not entirely sure on that. What do you think, Murray? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't really know much about this Ten Years' War. Not a lot of information coming in and out of that cave of yours, eh? About that time, uh, the server comes back and has four giant mugs of ale in one hand. And is balancing three bulls, two on her forearm, one kind of on her upper bicep, and in her right hand has a serving bowl. She sets the ale down and then doles out the regular-sized bowls to the rest of you and sets that serving bowl down in front of Murray. Respect for a true veteran. Well done. Try to bring you what you ask for. Uh, Anything else I can get you right away? Well, honestly, after watching you come out with all that stuff, we're thinking about hiring you to come with us and carrying (laughs) our stuff. Could probably get rid of our wagon. Sweetie, you couldn't afford me. Well, put it on layaway. (laughs) All right, just holler if you need anything. Hey. (laughs) She's off amongst the crowd. Well, that damn Gwendolyn does strike a bell, doesn't it? Wasn't that that, uh, didn't they say she was... A madwoman bent on eradicating the orcs. Well, from the few flashes I've had come back to me, I can tell you I know that she was a general. And she was definitely eradicating orcs, but I think it was more a job. I heard she was a general, but I heard she was generally pretty frightening. Well, she I... good at what she did. Well, I haven't seen you mad too many times, but you're generally pretty frightening too. <laughs> Um, and it seems from the few flashes of the history that are coming back to me of Tyler Lore, she was also a soldier under Gwendolyn. So you're, you're remembering, you were serving the person that you're remembering? Is this, is this yeah. incorrect? Yeah, that's what I, yeah. I'll be honest, it's been a full shitstorm ever since I met you. It's been a, a Russian from one misadventure to another. But uh, that being said, it's all been pretty fun. I'm happy to know y'all. You, you, you two are either married, correct? This is... Yeah. And how long did you know each other before? Uh, no, we got married the same day we met. The same day? Uh-huh. Oh, wow, this is... It's quite romantic, really. He suggested we get married, and I agreed. Some games you don't get to play unless you're all in there. I guess so. <laughs> this is... Is this a common thing for, for the people nowadays? Um... Used to be courtship and time. Oh, you never heard of arranged marriages. We just arranged it ourselves. She <laughs> <laughs> seems to work, so I'm happy for you. Well, for being perfectly honest, I never expected her to say yes. <laughs> I honestly didn't expect to say yes. But, but I'm glad you did, Del. Me too. I'm going to look over at Letgain and in Draconic, I'm going to ask him, what is marriage? <laughs> Do I know you know Draconic? Yes, I yes, know this. Yeah. Oh, Tyler Lord, oh, please, you you must explain this to him. You know more than I. <laughs> um, well, generally marriage is two people coming together in union and being partners committed to each other. Are you guys all still speaking in Draconic? Um, at this point, at this point, I feel like I'd be switching back and forth between Draconic and Common so that you would get the gist of what's going on. Oh, you don't know what marriage is. You no. don't have that in your little cave. 
No, it wasn't something we really had any kind of interest in. We kind of just all lived together communally, and there was really no... That could explain the lack of knowledge on the carnal relations. I didn't realize it was one big polyamorous lizard cult. I'm interested in visiting your caves. Just curious what the sound of how many scales rubbing the other makes. It's like somebody rubbing rasps. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I think shortly after we met, yeah, I remember yeah, we ended up robbing that. Uh, well, borrowing some books from that lexicon. I probably shouldn't be saying that too loudly, though. I never told you that. After you say, I'll look around after he says that, see if anybody was clocking what he said. Roll perception. 19. I ran into one of those, uh, a Gindracon. He was Lord Fervis. He was passed away down there. I helped myself to a couple of the things and left as quickly as I could. I'm pretty sure that's why that Sifiana nerves me so much. I feel like they were compatriots. I'm inclined to agree with you on that. Continue on your conversation. Food and drink as the evening progresses. One table in particular stands out to you. Specifically because one of the occupants is obviously whispering to his companions about you with the amount and intensity of the stairs directed your way, you're not sure if they're even trying to be discreet. The gawker stands and approaches your table. As he steps from his table, you see him exasperatedly dismiss his friend with a motion that suggests, okay, okay, I'm going, go. He approaches, and you all see that his attention is focused directly on Tylalor, an expression of astonishment apparent on his face. Hey, son, can we help you? Glances at you and kind of turns his attention back to Tyler. He says, you, you're Tyler Law. Yes. It's, it's me, Tacho. From Company Redtail? I'm so sorry. Tacho? I have amnesia. I have amnesia. Oh no, you're playing. You're playing. She's playing. She's playing. Here, this is a good one. That's a good one. Where have you been? I mean, you disappeared after the incident in Tenby and the war just ended and we came home. I woke up in Aconitum Falls without any knowledge of my past two weeks ago. You... no. You, oh, you really don't remember. Snippets here and there, but not much. I mean, you, me, Nabin, Sario? We were thick as thieves. As soldiers, at least. Well, why don't you jog our memory? Well, <laughs> I mean, it was raining something fierce that night and you went out for a stroll to clear your head. I mean, you, you didn't come back, and two days later we were on a boat to Graya. I bet you were just beside yourself with the Conqueror just up and disappeared. I mean, we all saw the way you looked at her all moony-eyed. They put Sario right out. You didn't see it, of course, but you only had eyes for Gwyn. <laughs> didn't stop the poor boy from throwing himself at you on the daily. It's kind of pathetic after a minute. Nothing? I'm so sorry. I mean, well... I, I believe that we were close, but I... I'm not lying when I say I have amnesia. I remember very, very few things from before two weeks ago. Okay, well, I guess I'm working on different life then, I see. Well, I do have a husband now. This is Grom. Hey, pleased to meet you. Uh, Tarto. Pleased. I mean, if you guys have memories you'd love to share, I'd love to learn more about myself again. Yeah. And he seems pretty kind of flustered. He went from, like, 
super excited to confused to sad to sad confused to not quite sure how to handle the situation. Yeah, I'm I'm just as lost. All right, well, I'm gonna I'll leave you leave you leave you to it. Maybe we we'll, maybe we can share a part a little later. I'd like that. I just boy, we sure missed you something fierce. I hope you're doing okay. Mostly. It kind of reaches out and goes to clasp your shoulder and then hesitates for a second and then kind of does like the little awkward pat. <laughs> goes back to the table and he kind of sits down. He's like, he overhears him say, she just doesn't remember anything. Well, now that seems pretty valuable. Apparently I did have a history before. Uh, specifically, apparently, your body is Tyler Lors. So now that leads to the question to be, all these memories that you have, they must be from the stone. For the Gwendolith, yes, that would make sense. Well, in this case, you could take off the stone. Aye, but before you didn't know, you weren't sure who you really were. My biggest fear is, from what we've learned with the stones, is it becomes a matter of willpower on who gets to stay. Well, it sounds like, if you think you're Tyler Lore, and your body is Tyler Lore. It sounds like we already know who will stay. So that means just the odd memories you're getting. Well, those must be Gwendolyn. Mm-hmm. So she must be in the stone. She's also in my mind, though. I've felt her there. Is that where you want her? I have no idea. It's a scary thought. Well, I'll never push you one way or the other, love. Just think it's exciting to have this little bit of information. Mm-hmm. I do feel so bad for not having memories with these apparent comrades. Seeing them didn't kick nothing for you, did it? I don't think so. Hey, I wonder why there's such a presence in this town. Do you guys know of anything going on in this area? Oh, I do not believe I heard anything before we left town. Murray, did you hear anything? I have not. Is this the same regiment, like the same commander, uh... As before? Is this... Did they follow the same person? Well, I mean, if they were in the same regiment as I was previously, we were under Gwendolith. And as Gwendolith is MIA right now, we know because she's in my stone. I'm not sure who they would be under. Is she? You might want to ask a couple of questions of your buddies over there. Maybe see if you can get some tales. If nothing else, maybe they'll buy us a couple drinks. But I suppose it's up to you guys. What's everybody's intention here? Are we just grabbing a drink and rolling through, or... What time of the day was it when we came in? When you got here, it was probably about 5.30 or 6. So after the conversation and everything, it's getting on towards closer to 7, so the sun is setting outside. Are there places here to stay? Otherwise, um, I suppose we need to find a a place to camp. You know, I'm I'm looking around here, and I'm not seeing any other, uh, I would say, folk like your blue friend out there. Seems like an odd place to be, but then again, I suppose we're here, so maybe not. At this point, you all see a dragonborn descend the stairs. You guys having a reunion here? Make his way to a secluded table. He catches your attention because his skin tone is one that is quite familiar to you. Mirmolnir, the fellow tribesman across the way, is none other than Yaxithir, another one of the six that ventured off in search of the missing statue known as Kusodros Dread. He makes his way across the common room, takes a seat over by the hearth there, gestures to the bartender. Are we going to get up 
then I'm gonna go walk over and take the chair kind of next to him. Seems an interesting place that two members of our party find. As you draw closer, you see that uh, the shadows almost seem to surround him enough that you feel that their source isn't necessarily the natural ambiance. You sit down and he glances at you, and if he has any surprise, you don't see it register. He says, Mirmunir. Yaxathir. Have you had any luck? I've gained a few clues, but none so far. I've been north. I take it you found nothing. Hmm. The Hidden One has blessed me with a vision. A vision of what? He levels a hard stare at you, almost looking into you. And then, right when you think he's not going to say anything, he speaks. The Hidden One was engaged in fierce combat with the Great Lion. The struggle was magnificent, but just when our god gained the upper hand and was poised to deliver the final blow, an even greater lion appeared and subdued Kusodros with apparent ease. What do you make of it? A journey to Ossipria. Are you journeying there now? I am. I would ask you to join me on my pilgrimage, but you seem... sullied. What, pray tell, has garnered your focus? I've met some people who seem interested in helping me, and they have helped to guide me through this land. Well, I hope it proves fruitful. I, however, will continue to journey east. Have you seen any of the others since we split up? No. At that point, the server that's working the room comes and gives him a not a bowl of, of stew, but it almost looks like... It's almost like a to-go box. It's almost like a, it's, it's been made that he can take back upstairs. He thanks her. She goes back to work. Luke turns back to you and says, I'm not sure my destination will prove the recovery, but it's where he needs me to go now. I see. We are friends. And he stands up. Continue to give you guidance. And he says that with kind of a condescending smirk on his face. He bows slightly and says, Kusodros keep you. Kusodros keep you. And he turns and heads back towards the stairwell. I'm going to sit there a moment, letting the thoughts go through my head, and then slowly I'll make my way back to the table and sit back down. Well, yeah, that's what I told him. I'd seen better beers on a troll's ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Murray. Yeah, what's up with your uh, quiet friend over there? No higher wave or nothing. That was Yaxithir. He was one of the few who set out to help locate our relic. How, how many of you were sent out? Six of us. Was there a, like a way to be chosen? or? It was those of us that, I guess, excelled in certain areas. Whether it was stealth fighting, strength, or the gift of sight. And that's why Yaxithir was chosen. Since he was young, he's received frequent visions from Kusodros. And because of that, he was one of the most devout followers in his belief. Well, what did he think about you knowing that 
Your statue is in the jaws of the lion. He had already had a vision. He's actually currently making his way east. How do you feel about not being traveling east? You seem torn. I am. Well, I believe going north will reveal a piece of the puzzle that we are missing. I also believe that I am straying and putting off doing what I need to. Is that intentional? In some ways I feel it is, and in others I feel it is not. In some ways I am weary to find the relic, because it's been many years. I worry that when I return, I won't find anything, or I'll find bodies of those we left behind, unable to survive and make it above ground. Home never will look the same. You have new eyes. I do. But I tell you, friend, now that I'm out of Akinatum Falls, where that hangman's noose doesn't feel quite so tight around our necks, Medlock will be there, up north, waiting, having his fingers in all the nasty little things wizards do. Don't act like you haven't. <laughs> but no offense. But if you feel the pull to go east, we'll ride with you. Yep. East. Statues do be treasure after all. Appreciate that. We're going to need to find some treasure sooner or later if we're going to keep feeding you. And almost as if on cue, the server comes by and says, another round? What do you think, love? Um, that's on you, boys. Do we still have more we want to do here? Well, I'd say if we have the coin, we should do one more. Sure. All right, one more round coming up. You good on food? Are you sure you don't have a bigger bowl? More food. Got it. At that, I'm going to take out my little uh, wrapped item in the pouch and start to slice a little bit of the meat off and look for a spot to burn it. I'm sure there's a fire over there. Got a couple. You got one up uh, kind of to the west of the map there and then one to the northeast of the map. What do you say, Knuckles? We travel in north or we travel in east? While Yaxithir has been north, he seemed uncertain that he would find anything in the east. And I feel we may uncover something that he very well may have missed. I'm sure we'll probably uncover a lot of things he may have missed. We seem to have a, a nose for trouble. He may have been gifted with sight, but some of us felt he wasn't the greatest at seeing what's in front of him. Few things garner quite as much experience as being unlucky. All right, here's another round. Clunk, 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 clunk. And here's another bowl, and she sets down a serving bowl that, uh, actually no, she sets down a mixing bowl that is easily twice the size of the serving bowl that you previously had consumed. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. I swear we could just get rid of that stupid horse and just hitch him up to the wagon. I think this would be easier, yes. I feel you and me both know Nurma would be very less than impressed if Mr. Snugglebottoms did not return with us. I think that's putting it kindly. I don't know. And wasn't it your idea that we teach her how to fight and protect herself? Right. But she's short. I'll outrun her. You can't outrun her if she takes out your ankles. Maybe I bring her a nice horse blanket to keep her warm. Let's have everybody roll me a perception check then, please. 12. 20. 18. So 14. That game, you had noticed this earlier, but uh, he didn't really think anything of it. But, uh, Tylor, you catch a glimpse of a cloaked figure sitting in a shadowy corner. It's difficult to recall what about the individual is familiar. And then you catch a glimpse of a hand that lifts a flagon of ale 
It is black, and you are almost certain that this is the same Dragonborn that your former party members Tobrit and Goturth had dealt with back in the Broken Tankard in Iconitum Falls. Seems we're in a location to be encountering many people from before. Also, this uh, tavern seems to be a uh, common place for Dragonborns. I think uh, you, my dear, would enjoy also know that one in the corner there. Make a glance over. Must be some kind of warm rock around here. Well, I'll be damned. You know who this is. I'm gonna stand up and make sure my knife is loose on my hip. I stand up as well. This fella might know where Goatearth is. I'm gonna start making my way over there. I will as well. Alright, so as Grom beelines towards the table in the corner, Helegain, you uh, skirt the table uh, in the immediate path there, and you approach, and Grom, you just approach the table. Uh, I'm going to come, and I'm just going to pull up and sit in this chair right here. Helegain? I will just stand right at the corner there. I'll be sparkling with with electric energy right now, too. Grom, as you sit down, there's a moment where his hand stops, and he still has a hood over, but you hear, Shit. Well, if it isn't my friend. Helegain, you see him peer up to you, and it is... Underneath the cloak, you do see a black-skinned dragonborn. Little Grom, what brings you to these parts? Ah, looking for some ears. Amassing a collection, I see. Figured I'd come over here and see what you can tell me about the last couple of days you've had. What you might know about my friend, Goethert. Ah, yes, Goethert. Glances up at you, Lucky. Looks over at you, says, friend of yours. Aye, and a dangerous one at that. What is your clan? I have not had a clan in years. If you're waiting for me to say Ibn Rage and blow this place up, that's not going to happen. Okay, let's all go sit down. No. <laughs> for now, please sit. I do, I'll take a seat. Something tells me that your life might have become quite difficult as of late. Well, aren't you the insightful one? I might be. Goatherth, yes. Seemed the great shade favored him. So much so that Goatherth was spared from death at some point. No, oh, the great shade, you're not familiar no, I can't say that I am. Why don't you enlighten me? Well, you recall the book. I do recall the book. For the record, about that book, a friend of mine, uh, Sufiane, might be looking for you. I feel like she's got some questions about some dealings with the Shadow. I see a mild look of confusion across his face, and then he kind of dismisses your comment and, and moves on. Well, you recall the Shadow Leave. Well, I read it before the... Golan came in, beat the shit out of me to take it back. Uh, long story short, I realized I was in way over my head. And now I am essentially running for my life. Take a look at him. I'm looking for... Can you see bruises on a dragon? Yeah, well, perception. Does <laughs> he look all right? Let's go 22. I'd say that you could potentially make out um, some... They're healing up, but it looks like he may have he may have been through a fight in the not-so-distant uh, past. Feel like you might be telling the truth. Uh, roll insight. Two on the dice. So I don't even know. You're 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 naturally uh, suspicious. So. Yeah. Fourteen. Yeah, I'd say with a fourteen. Yeah, he seems pretty earnest. The way he threw the offhand comment of you know before the golden came and beat the shit out of me. That uh, seems pretty offhand. And it will probably be very apparent that my hand is moving farther away from my knife now. I'll put it up on the table comfortably. I don't know how much Gotharth has shared with you about the Great Shade, but uh, I, uh, I want nothing to do with the chaos that he will inflict upon this world if he has access to it. Well, I'm afraid he's taken a spell of going missing. For a moment, I figured you might have something to do with that. Oh, Gotharth, I do. Yes, I am not quite sure where he went either. Well, I feel like your health has just dramatically improved. 
I guess I could take that as an anti-threat, I guess. Uh, well, well met. I'm not quite sure what to say to that. Nevertheless, uh, initially, yes, I was working with the rare book collector back in Aconitum Falls. Uh, she had some leads on some of the other shadow books, but uh, turns out yeah, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't know anything about the books. Oh. But I do know that if you're running, I'm real curious where you're running to. Well, that is the question of the hour. But the books, you should watch out. There's four of them. They call it um, the Shadow Anthology. There's the Shadow Weave, the Shadow Essence, the Shadow Loom, the Shadow Rift. They all work together. The four books, they're super powerful on their own, uh, but uh, used in conjunction with each other. There's great power to be had, and uh, communion with uh, Yoxildost is, uh, is is quite tempting. Communion with what? The, the Great Shade. Forgive me. What is this Great Shade you're speaking of? It's a great power. Right now... There is a rift keeping him from the inner planes. Ironically, the power to do so is held within those homes. It's uh, quite an intriguing compilation, really. Makes for an interesting read, but uh, might make your mind all uh, googly-moogly, as they say. So do you know if he's ever been through the weave before? Well, considering that um, we are here existing on the material plane, um, I'm going to go with no. But uh, there is a set of followers that uh, they seek to mend the rift and usher him through to this plane. And I'd seen a couple paintings once. I was curious if that might be the, that might be what I'd seen painted. Potentially, I'm not quite sure how somebody could paint something like that and not lose their mind. Where did you see such a thing? In the halls of relic. <laughs> Need to warn me before I take a drink before you say things like that. <laughs> Surely you jest. You've not been to the halls of relic. Of course not. No, talking about some other place. Clearly, clearly. But if it was, I would have seen several paintings of a dark <laughs> shadow. So believe that uh, it might be exactly what you have seen. The, the war between the Agendracon and the dragon. Oh, you're far more educated than you present physically. Sorry, no offense. That was offensive. I'm sorry. Was that problematic? Maybe I just have lucky guesses. Well, it seems Goturth uh, may have been, well, as I said, favored. So I can't speak to the, the role he has in Yuck. In the Great Shades followers, but uh, it seems he has gotten some attention. Well, I believe that you don't have anything to do with his hasty disappearance. So for that, I'll let you keep your skin and be on your way. That is very generous of you. I appreciate you uh, letting me commiserate, uh, turning my back on my patron in the corner, and uh, hopefully I will still be alive in the morning. Well, I hope so too, but I'll leave you to it. Rise up from that chair. You, Blueskin, you're always away from home. You tell me your history, please. My history? Yes, tell me your history. Tell me of your, your, your ex-clan. Tell me. Oh, you just want me to say the word, don't you? Oh, I don't... I just... Is it broken? Is it destroyed? The history of the Ebon Raids. Is that what you're seeking? Is this... This is... This is your clan. It was your clan? Yeah. It is the root of all the Blackskin Dragonborn's clan, so yes. And... And where are they now? Well, once the catastrophe happened, uh... They were fractured. A majority of the raiding party that was part of the catastrophe, uh... Was gone forever. The rest were left to rebuild. There was dissension, there was fighting, there was argumentation. The effect that has on any clan is scattered to the winds. Good. I stand up. This was, uh, thank you for your time. You walk away. <laughs> I'll walk back beside you. Well, you'll have to fill me in on some more of this clan action you got going on here. You seem pretty intense back there. Well. I always thought you a dragonborn were friendly to each other. Perhaps nowadays, but back where in my time this is this is not the case. It's very much uh very much at odds against each other. Well I can't say I currently have any reason to skin him. But if you do, he still makes me uneasy. No. 
I think not. Just knowing that their people were fractured, it makes me happy. Do you know anything about those books he was talking about? Do I? Roll, knowledge, history? Sure. Okay, so 16. You would recognize in your studies that they would ring a bell that they're somehow associated with the Agindrakan and that line of historical happenings. Just with the, with the whole dragons, Agindrakan, uprising, quelling. You're not 100% sure where it fits in the scheme of the relationship there, but the term shadow anthology is not foreign to you. Yes, this is this was uh, something, some weapon or something that was used that I'm not sure exactly when or even which side, to be honest, but it, it did have an effect. But it seems to match up with those paintings I saw. I wish I could see those paintings. Well, I'm not sure you do. About got me killed. They were highly enchanted or possibly a, just a portal into chaos themselves. But it looked like the Agendracon, like merged with the darkness. Or used it, or maybe traded their souls for it. I don't know. It looks like they used that to overthrow the dragons. Must have been powerful indeed. But when working with magics, we always have to be sure of the cost, I suppose. See, Murray, does your friend that was here earlier, um, there seemed to be like a, almost like a cloaking or a shadow about him. Is this, is this normal for him? I know, I know he has the foresight, but... No, I noticed that too. Perhaps he has one of these shadow books. Perhaps. Didn't you say your people were focused on that portion of your deity? The shadow and... It's more... One of the things we practice is the ability to become unseen. Well, I gotta say, you're pretty shit at it. (laughs) I was not the greatest at stealth. You're seven feet tall. As wide as an ox. And bright purple. Of course you're shit at it. <laughs> Obviously his strength lies in his strength. He's just bullying people into not seeing him. You didn't see me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? The server comes through and sets down four more ales and says, uh, compliments of the uh, the guy in the corner. think I'm glad I didn't kill him. It sounds like Gotharth might be all right, but maybe getting himself into a bit of shit. Well, if he chose to leave us willingly. Hey. I just wanted to make sure nothing uh, untoward had happened in that regard. Yeah, if he's leaving to do his own stuff, Mr. Pillowfist can do what he wants. Hey, who's this Pillowfist? I, I think just Murray here? Is... Goturth was another former party member. Yeah, he was dealing with that fellow over there. They were trading some kind of magical books. Well, one of those uh, shadow books, if you will. But I don't blame him letting it go with those golden. They were not messing around. So... For the record, those couple books you have also are property of the Golden. I probably wouldn't stray too far from Murray here when you're reading them out in public. Just for uh, recall's purpose, the Golden is the order of the monks that guard the Lexicon back in Aconitum Falls. They're sworn vow of silence, but their singular role is to protect the restricted books that are housed in the Lexicon. They're about as good at that as Murray is at hide-and-seek. So really good, then, yes? Hey, looks like we should probably finish these drinks up and make lodging for the night. Get ready to head out for the north in the morning. Plus, I wouldn't mind uh, uh, maybe trying to figure out something with this damn tattoo. Boy, it's wonderfully helpful until it's not. And I'd like to go and try to find... Uh, maybe you've heard of them. Have you ever heard of an illithid? Oh, yes. Of course. Uh, mind flares, yes. Mind flares. Well, that's a new name to me. Oh, they're 
quite really hideous little creatures. This um, almost the original slavers, if you will. They they basically steal people. Well, I've been having some pretty terrible uh, visions about them. On one of them, I was bound to this table, and they took this arachnid-like creature and put it on my face, and it dug itself up into my brain. I don't know. I hear voices. I see things. So I, I will like to deeply gaze into your eyeballs and see if I can see an elephant inside your eyeballs. I'm going to have to roll anything. I just want to stare. I, I do not see this creature inside of you, but perhaps. Well, I don't know what hold they have over me, or maybe I'm just going crazy, but I saw one once, and since then, I can't seem to not see them. Did it, did it touch you? No, it didn't. Yeah. But a crossbow bolt through it from the doorway. But even when we were traveling on the road here, that uh, bunch of monks that we passed, boy, I could have swore, could have swore they were those damnable creatures in disguise. And when I was running through Aconitum Falls, there's a couple innocent people standing aside that almost lost their lives to my man, twisted visions. I'm at a loss. I don't know what to do about it. I've been quite close to cutting my eyes out and seeing if something's back there. Almost feel like it's controlling me sometimes. But I suppose that's probably what I'm looking for more than anything. Is to be able to trust my eyes again. Well, shall we acquire lodging for the night, love? Or do we sleep on the road? Um, no, I'm thinking lodging definitely sounds suitable. I was just debating having a drink with these fellows over here and seeing if maybe I can't. But I think you definitely should. Maybe I'll go get us some rooms and turn in and see if I can... Maybe figure something else out with this tattoo for a bit. Plus, I've got some work to do on my project. So if I could snag some coins, doll, Mm -hmm. I'll go get that squared away. All right, so Grom moves to talk to the powers that be that could secure them lodging. Tyler, are you fixing on moving tables next door? Is that what I understand? Mm -hmm. I'm going to see if maybe these guys want to try and help jump my memory or share some memories or gather whatever information I maybe can that might be useful from Tyler Lore's past. Just as an accord, I'm, after I secure rooms, I'm going to go out and uh, work in our wagon for a while on my gear. I'm going to put in about an hour on that crafting before I head to the rooms. Yeah, that's really no problem. You go to... Uh, and I'm going to throw that troll fat into the fire on my way by. You catch the, the barkeep. He seems to kind of be the proprietor. Are you wanting one room, two rooms? How much do the rooms go for? I'm kind of wondering how much I'm in the hole at the moment, so I can calculate accordingly. So wait a second. You're saying that this this little thing right here is is 300 gold? So I gave this guy 300 gold earlier? This is... More or less. Oh, oh jeez. <laughs> I thought two dragons were supposed to be good with treasure. This, this is common back then. This is bigger than even. Now I see why you're trying to get back there. <laughs> Murray's over there trying to trade in, like, eyeless fish and stalactites. Two gold pieces for for a room for the night, and your bar tab is uh, with all the food. Let's let's just go just round up to two for math purposes. Okay, so I'm gonna hand Grom six gold, and we're gonna secure two rooms: one for us, and one for Murray and Latgain. Tell you what, as an as an adventurer, I'm pretty much shit at acquiring gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I gave him away my what I had immediately, so. <laughs> So uh, the only thing that he had that would accommodate, you know, two beds per room was kind of a, a sweet situation. So three gold for room. So it's going to be six gold for two rooms. Well, that's perfect because I just gave Grom six gold. And I'm broke again. And this is why I'm not allowed to carry the money. Grom, like myself, is an irresponsible spender. 
I'll just uh, sit here until this dragonborn leaves. Do you have any intentions of doing anything after he leaves? Nope. I'm just going to sit there and mad dog him. Yeah, basically, yeah. I think I'm going to go outside and I'm going to try and find like a stump or a rock or something to sit on and kind of just think for a little bit. Tylenor, stand up and approach the table. The individual who identified himself as Tarchel sees you approach and says, Oi, Tylenor, join us! Or, yes, <laughs> jo- join us. I am still Tyler Lord. Oh, come on, come on, move over, move over, move over. Move over. <laughs> I, I, I shuffle down. They make you a seat. You sit down, and he's like, everybody's Tyler. Tyler, this is everybody. It's obviously. That, uh, <laughs> they've been at it for, for a minute, and it is starting to get on a little bit later in the evening. Yeah. So, still don't remember where you've been. I, I'll be honest. I, the last memory that I even vaguely have before two weeks ago was going to try and meet Gwendolyth. Yeah, that's... Uh, that tracks, that tracks. And, uh, I don't know. I think she got ambushed in the process. Well, um, and the table kind of gets a little bit less jovial at that, uh, brooch of subject. And a couple of them are just kind of a little sad about and kind of nodding to themselves. And it's like, yeah, well, that's, uh, that's, that's about when, uh, things, uh, things turn around. It's, uh, like I said, you took off, two days we're back on a boat, and next thing I know, the war's over. We didn't hear much about what happened in Tenby, but, uh speculation. There was some violence. No, nothing was ever confirmed. Or, you know, plenty of denial, but nothing was ever confirmed. There is always plenty of denial. Uh, to the Conqueror! <laughs> to the Conqueror! And the whole room says, to the Conqueror! <laughs> so do we know is she still around? Mm-hmm. No, I think if uh, <laughs> I think if she was still around, Latressi would be singing another song. That makes sense. Uh, I'm an orc, I'm an orc, bark you, stab, stab. You had a drink. Give it a kick. This another round. Another round. Another round. Too kind. So I've all sorts of questions, but uh, I leave not one that's rife with answers. I wish I could give more answers. Truly, I don't remember. I there she was ambushed. Were you there? Did you see it? Yeah, I, I think so. You think so? Oh, try to think back. I'd love to hear that story. And everybody is all of a sudden interested. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of them was just like, yeah, it was, it was, okay, it was a reminder, reminder, it was raining, it was raining something fierce. Mm-hmm. I was going to go see her because I was, wanted to revel in the, the most recent success, I believe. Uh, Brodskur, I think it was. That's yeah, probably yeah, it was right. Yeah, Brodskur, that was, oh man, that was, did you see that ritual? Oh man, that, that ritual, all the, the explosion of the tendrils and everything, there were so many of them there, it was amazing, it was incredible. She's- really something um and then as i was walking into her room i think she was sleeping oh, finally got got your nerve up to make a move huh ah, ah, nudge 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 wait, <laughs> uh, wait nudge nudge say no more she had someone else in her bed with her and then oh so it turned sh- into a real party then <laughs> shut up that's not what she's saying <laughs> i wish uh, oh <laughs> <laughs> two people at the end of the table kind of perk up at the um, and then, I don't know, there's a flash of memory missing, and then I'm in the alleyway, hiding. Hmm. She was ambushed by something, and I don't remember exactly what happened. And the next thing I know, I'm waking up in a dead tavern in Aconitum Falls. Hmm. My silence reflects the table silence. They're all kind of... I figured. ...staring into the drinks, saying, Tarchel says, I guess I'm sorry that that happened to you. Do you think there was something magical involved in your in your condition? Well, considering the way my last two weeks have gone, I would say most certainly. Well, there's all sorts of speculation about Gwendolyth up and disappearing, and uh, 
She was Gwendolyn. There's nothing short of... The Conqueror? Yes, the Conqueror. The Conqueror! The Conqueror! <laughs> you were there. We were there. Something powerful had to happen. Something fierce. Yeah. Um, so in the midst of trying to piece things back together, I guess, I've... I don't know. Any of you ever heard of a, a person named Medlock or about blood rubies or... Everybody kind of pauses for a moment, and then the civilian at the table pipes up with, uh, I've heard something about, uh, blood rubies. There's some, there's some speculation. There's rumors coming out of Aconitum Falls that people aren't themselves and stuff, and mm-hmm. of course, that's how the scuttlebutt goes. It's, you know, well, of course, people are messing with people's minds, and next thing you know, and like, oh, that must have been what happened to poor Gwendolyth. Well? I always took him as a bunch of poppycock, but, uh... Yeah... Uh, do you know something? Well, I think what happened to me has something to do with the blood rubies. Well, the soldier across from her says, uh, Medlack, ain't he some high muckamuck down in the wizard's uh, guild down there in Echonidum Falls? Oh, yeah. And a right pain in my ass, I can tell you that. Tartral says, well, look at you getting all messed up in all the muckety-muck. Not by choice. Rubbing elbows with the highfalutin, I see, huh? <laughs> Not the highfalutin I want to be rubbing elbows with. Uh, one that said that, uh, oh, Medlack, tell me, he's some high muckamuck down in the thing. I heard of him. Pompous sort. Mm-hmm. I had disagreement with him on the road once, over the right-of-way. Came to in a hog's pen a couple hours later. That's how I know he's a muckamuck down in the down in the wizard's place. Found out later from a friend of mine. Spent some time down at Avea's Spires. He's been some big-wing enchanter down there. I can't remember much past that. I feel like he's got something to do with the blood rubies. <laughs> you sure messed with my mind, that's for sure. And I also feel like he might be involved with Gwendolyn being missing. I'm trying to find him so I can get to the bottom of it, to be honest. All seven of them are looking at you like they've just stumbled across some big goings-on. <laughs> I know. Tartal's like, I... Mm, and there is an element, too, that all seven of them are like, Okay, Miss Amnesiac, oh, sure, that's it. Hey, take another drink. Tartal's like, well, you know, if uh, you ever uh, need any help, you just let old Tartal know. I got thick as thieves. Takes a drink of his beer. I appreciate it, but I wouldn't want to bring anybody else into this mess. Besides, I've got my husband looking after me now. Oh, the scary one. The, also, the two big dragonborn over there. Seem to find myself an interesting company these days. <laughs> most, uh, most interesting company we've seen in a while. <laughs> Another one says, well, I didn't want to say it, but uh, you've got quite a figure in this crowd. Yeah. We get all kinds through here, but, uh, oof. We don't blend in well. <laughs> all right, well... Roll me a persuasion, just to see how well you can... Uh, Talk my way through this. 20, yeah. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, Oh, I got halfway there. Uh, that's a two. Oh, jeez. Halfway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been drinking, guys. All right. Yeah, okay. So, unless there's any specific questions that you kind of want to ask about the nature of this place or the surrounding areas, that'll probably be... Yeah, I don't really think they would have much information on uh, Murray's statue or anything like that to be honest so I think at this point I'm just gonna settle back and revel with the fact that I have found people that at least knew me that actually is more of a solace on your memory than trying to rekindle things is to sit back and fall into the the revelry of fellow soldiers and you could easily see yourself wearing one of these tabards of Greya Mm -hmm. which if you're to believe what you've been told you have worn one at some point, but uh, 
this seems like old hat for you. So, depending on how long you want to, I'm going to say that uh, that conversation, just with the ins and outs and the small talk and the deep talk, goes on for probably a good hour, hour and a half, maybe even two hours. So, the three of you at that point, you said you wanted to work on that for about an hour? Yeah. And then I wanted to go and see if I could find any point of concentration that helps me figure out my tattoo. Okay. Are you doing that in the wagon or are you going up to your room? Uh, that'll be in the room. Okay. So, I'd say about a little over an hour, you just be in it for the room. I think you walk through, kind of see Tylalor doing her thing and just let her be and move upstairs. Just give her a smile and roll on. Yep. I like to see her enjoying herself. Let's at home with those fellows over there. I would say about 45 minutes after she moved tables, Triok gets up, pays his tab, and goes upstairs. I had planned on just going to the room after, so I guess I'm going to follow him up the stairs. <laughs> I'll wait a little bit. You do wait a little bit? Yeah. Okay. It's not too long, though. But. So, yes, he crossed by you, and he gave you an amicable enough nod as he passed by. So, But if you wait long enough that uh, he doesn't think he's going to be jumped, then... Yeah, I'm waiting, so, yeah, yeah. Murray, how long did you want to? Probably just about an hour. Are you going to be it to the room after that, too, then, or are you going to... Yeah. Hey, Murray, um, can you, can you try to get this cloak off me real quick, please? I know you're very strong. Can you, please, just try this class, please? I, yeah, I can give you a hand. How aggressively are you going about it, I guess? It's going to be kind of a a gradient. Like, it's going to start out just trying to normally do it, and then as it fights me, I'm going to become more and more aggressive. Okay, at what point are you going to stop? Oh, jeez, jeez, okay, okay, you cannot get it off, clearly. About the point I'd end up starting to hurt Letgain. I'll say Letgain, go ahead and take one hit point worth of damage. Okay, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I'll probably give it about... Another 30 minutes to an hour, and then head up to the room as well. Well, I'll buy another round for the guys. Okay, so let's just do let's just do one gold, because I, I rounded up last time. We'll round down this time. I was going to give her two gold. Okay, go three gold then. She's had a busy night taking care of us. How close to broke are we? <laughs> Not. I still have 11 gems and 280 gold. Holy shit, we're rich. <laughs> we could feed Murray for another three days. No, we actually only have enough food for two days, so, no. <laughs> yeah, but I figure after that third day, you could probably eat that horse, start working on Nerma's blanket. She would be so mad. <laughs> if that happens, Murray, I'm going to disguise self as her. <laughs> You're going to what? I'm going to disguise self as her. <laughs> I just watch you. <laughs> I got peckish. Why you do it? Which one of you dragonborn just taking the big bed? Well, clearly I am. <laughs> I was going to say I'll take the floor. Any other conversation before we retire for the evening? Was Have I been able to discern anything about any way to possibly remove this skull effect? The effect? Whatever yeah. is happening. Like it was a skull at one point. It was a physical object. Is there? I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to activate it. As a physical object or not? Roll me in Arcana. Yeah, we're not there yet. That would be a solid eight. Yeah, you're not there yet. So, judging from that conversation, I think Gwendolith has disappeared. The war was lost on her side. Everyone was sent home two days after she disappeared. I looked at home with those fellas down there. I... You looked happy. It's weird. I still don't really remember... But it's like that feeling of, of nostalgia, you know? So let me ask you this. Did you wear the tabard of the hawk? I think so. 
might not be too bad of an idea for you to get another one. Honestly, if I asked the guys, I probably could. Well, I'll leave that to you, doll, but it definitely seems like something that might come in handy. Hey, but I think oh, it's been a long day, and that bright light on the road really wore on my eyes. Hmm. I'm crashing out, love. We need to get you some sunglasses. I'm glad we've gotten some answers about you. It's an interesting evening. Sure. Well, thank you for trying to get this off, but I guess I guess I'm just going to go to sleep. This has been a very long day to travel. What is this place? So many people are here. This is quite strange. Middle nowhere. It is. You're welcome. Um, do you know why it won't come off? No, I do not. It is uh, some cursed magical object, I'm sure. It does allow me to do some pretty cool things, though. But uh, you saw me fall asleep that time, yes? You was kind of rolling around, so perhaps not. But if I use this, I can make two things happen. But sometimes I fall asleep, it seems. Have you tried cutting the fabric? No, I've not not tried that. Uh, I don't even have a dagger on me anymore. I I gave it to Grom, yeah. Yeah. Well, perhaps in the morning. Yeah, in the morning. The group retires for the evening, and Tylalor, given the nature of your earlier conversation, you re-experience a dream that you had not long ago. What have you done? You think that she turned down the next alley, but aren't sure. Rain and tears blur your vision as your jog slows to a halt. What would you say if you caught up to her anyway? That your love for her would never allow you to hurt her and your dagger strike had been meant for her lover? If only she would allow you the time to explain. You're certain you could convince her that you were meant to be together. That you should be, need to be, hers and she yours. Not that peon, that pathetic excuse for a lieutenant. You move out of the rain into a nearby shadowy alcove to ponder your next steps. You listen for the sounds of any more fighting in the direction from which you had followed her. All you can hear is the sound of the rain with the occasional peal of thunder. It had all happened so fast. Your agreement with those men had been to kill Neonik. That was it. Where'd they all come from? It seemed like not even an instant after your errant dagger strike there was mass chaos. So many cut down so quickly. You realize that this had to be a far larger coordinated attack than what was initially presented to you. All you wanted was to get that piece of shit distraction out of her way so she could see you for what you truly are. This, this was an insurrection. Had you been duped so easily, blinded by your jealousy? Then with a flash of white light, your perspective suddenly shifts. You're now in an alley hiding among some crates covered by a heavy tarp. You hope the heavy rain will suffice to wash away any blood trail you may have left. You twist to try to reach the dagger that is wedged into your back. The placement is awkward, and you are rewarded with a most exquisite pain as you try to grasp it, not quite succeeding. You bite back a yelp as you make one last lunge for it, successfully gaining hold and wrenching it from you. Your consciousness swoons for a moment, but you manage to stay cognizant. Concerned at the possibility of pursuit, you carefully peek out from under the tarp, just in time to see a figure jog to a halt at the mouth of the alleyway. It was the girl. You're fairly sure she was the one that stabbed you. What had she said before the attack? She's mine? That's an odd thing to say before one attacks one's commander. Your back had been turned slightly, and then a drink was spilled, and then all hell had broken loose. It was also confusing, especially involving her. The last few weeks she had risen in notoriety quite rapidly. 
proving herself over and over in battle, going the extra mile in every little task. She had certainly gained a good amount of favor, and you had been considering adding her on as an additional lieutenant. You watch as she steps back into a shadowy alcove. What was she doing? Plotting her next step? Had she seen you? Was she waiting for reinforcements? This was all so perplexing. She had been such an exemplary soldier, who even had suspicions that her fondness towards you was more than simply professional. It just didn't make sense. Not from her. Not from Tylor. Mirmelnir, you also find the night's rest somewhat fitful. Mirmelnir, you are back in your cave. The air is cool and humid. Having just completed a rigorous series of martial training routines, you are seeking out the relaxing effects of a heated salt bath in one of the many natural springs throughout the cave you call your home. Eventually, as you make your way down the drift dimly lit by a bioluminescent lichen, you arrive at your destination. You let your rope drop and step into the inviting pool. Your propensity for meditative breathing has you relaxed in no time. Moments pass, and then you hear a disturbance in the water. You raise your eyes and you see the female drow, Sindern, stepping into the water to join you. You can see through the steam that she is completely nude and her lithe, beautiful approach ignites an unfamiliar excitement within you. As she draws closer, you see she carries with her a stemmed glass in each hand, both filled with a liquid that you do not recognize. She reaches you, and you are so captivated by her smile that you barely register her handing you one of the glasses. After a moment, you realize and take the offered drink from her. Her smile broadens, and she takes a seat on your lap. She leans into you, cuddling up to your significantly larger frame. Her touch is electric, and your senses swim. The white-haired drow looks up at you and winks as she raises her glass to you. You tilt yours back at her, and you both take a drink. The exotic taste of the potable delights your senses, and the feeling it imbues is markedly euphoric. Sindern emits a purr of contentment and lays her head against your chest. You lay your head back against the stone and close your eyes. Between the intimate contact with Sindern and the relaxed, floaty feeling induced by your recently imbibed concoction... You could not be more content. And then you feel it more than see it or hear it. You open your eyes and look across the pool, your vision trying to penetrate the steam. You see a dark shape across the water. You can vaguely make out a dragon-esque form sitting across from you. And the water seems slightly more turbulent than before then see the figure's eyes flare a bright red a mere instant before you feel something wrap around your leg multiple times and pull with a mighty strength. As you are violently pulled into the water, you feel what you assume are tentacles wrap forcefully around your upper arms and other leg, and you find yourself pinned to the floor of the no longer relaxing hot spring. Throughout this, you sense that Cindern is sadistically pulled away from you. You try to thrash and fight to go to her aid, but you are held fast by the creature's unfathomable strength. Your training helps you to remain calm, but a significant amount of time passes and you eventually reach a point where your body becomes insistent as it pertains to air. You stave off the impulse to breathe as long as you can, but finally your body rejects the mind's influence and you gasp for air only to be rewarded with a lungful of salty hot water. A thought enters your mind. 
I'm going to die here, as your body convulses in reaction to your imminent drowning. And then you are suddenly pulled from the water. It happens so fast that you barely perceive it, but a thick tentacle wraps around your torso and constricts. The action causes a gout of water once violating your respiratory system to come shooting out of your mouth. The once imprisoning tentacles quickly retract, and you are left sitting there sputtering and coughing, greedily sucking in the humid air. Once you regain your breath, you remain panting. And after a long, pregnant pause, you hear... Do not stray. You need nothing outside of me. And with that, you awake in the morning. Um, if I wake up before you, then I'll just come out here and start doing my planning stuff. I I'd see say you. that, uh, Murray, you probably may have woken up a couple times in the night. Yeah. Let's find out if you get a long rest or not. Yeah, you still managed to get a long rest. Nobody wants to share a bed with Murray. Can you imagine a sack of elbows that would be through a dream? <laughs> wake up down to hit points. I'll probably get up super early and head out, deal with our damned horse a little bit and work a little bit more on my carving before everybody else gets up. All right, you manage to spend some time with your project. You make your way down to the stables at one point and you walk in and Mr. Snugglebottoms sees you and you immediately see his ears go flat. <laughs> All right, Whiskers, calm down. I brought you an apple. Hold it out for him. All right. You managed to move your hand out of the way just before he bites you. Easy there, horse. I wouldn't want to have to make a rug out to you. You get nipped on the shoulder for... Dan, don't make me kill this horse. <laughs> <laughs> One hit point. You've seen the movie Conan? Uh-huh. Yeah, this horse is taking a right cross. Will not be disrespected by a horse. <laughs> I'm a mighty barbarian. <laughs> Roll attack. Yeah. Oh, dear. Damn it. <laughs> I will be disrespected by a horse. <laughs> That's, uh... I rolled a three. It's not looking much better than that. I know it's got at least a ten. Yeah, I swung at it, and the horse juked me. <laughs> bit me again. Um, I'm walking. Oh, it did bit me. Another one hit point. Stable hands is uh, interesting relationship you got there. Hey, I'm trying to fatten him up so I can skin him and make a coat. <laughs> you think that may have been a laugh? I'm going to go over to the little spot where they got other treats and stuff and grab another apple. Work my way back up to the room. Then secretly, I am going to make a little incision into the apple. I'm going to place one of the doses of hallucinogenic herbs. <laughs> you still have some of those? Yeah, I got... I now have seven left. Wow. Yeah, fuck with me again, horse. <laughs> Give you nightmares. This next ride is probably going to be a little rough. But Murray, you're in charge of keeping under control. <laughs> And I'll just tuck that apple away. He's going to make way down for breakfast. Yeah, I'd like to head out and go visit the horse quickly before I eat. You actually uh, pass Grom as he's coming back in, muttering to himself about something about spirit visions and apples and something like that. Damn equine. You walk into the stable and the horse sees you and kind of does the dancey front hooves thing. Good morning, Mr. Snugglebottoms. I'm going to reach up and pet him on the head. Yeah, he nuzzles you. I'm going to take a brush and kind of just brush him down. and Do the horse things? 
Yep. All right. Well, in the meantime, I will say that uh, you guys can reconvene in the common room down below for some breaking of the fast. It's a little less crowded than it was the night before. Hey, did everybody sleep all right? Mm. Yes, I, f- I slept just fine. If you consider more strange dreams fine sleeping. More strange dreams, huh? Like what this time? I kind of feel like I've had this one before or something similar. Care to enlighten us? Was Tyla Lore running into an alley, panicking because she had tried to go kill Gwendolith's lover and accidentally stopped Gwendolith. And then the ambush had happened, as I was telling the guys last night. And then it flashes to Gwendolith hiding and being very confused as to why she had been stabbed by Tyla Lore. Do you think this actually happened? I think so. Now, if I remember correctly, they said you had feelings for Gwendolyn. Did? Yeah. In those dreams, it's almost obsessive. Mm, taking a peek at her real quick and just making note of the dagger she's got. I don't need to worry about you putting that in me, do I? No, God. Just checking. How about you fellas? You ready for the road? To sleep all right? Yes, I, I slept just fine. I slept quite well. You look like you're sweating, Murray. You okay? Yeah, I... I'm fine. I think. Inside check. <laughs> uh, 14 plus... 2, 16. Uh, Murray, roll either deception or persuasion, depending on how much you're lying. <clears throat> I think, Murray, that you were tossing and turning a little bit last night, so perhaps something did happen or no? Apparently I'm a window, because he can see right through me. I had a dream last night, and it was almost like a punishment. As if I have strayed too far from my original path. I have let this land corrupt me and bring me farther from why I am actually here. Does this mean you're going to go back to your priestly ways? It's pretty good out here, isn't it? It's hard to want to go back to a cave. <laughs> Sun and booze, fighting, treasure. Well, I can't say I wholeheartedly dislike life up here. I still feel as if I need to regain myself in some way. As if I've lost sight of who I am. Well, how do you suppose you'll go about doing that? Eventually, you're going to have to come to the realization that... There's no way that Nerma's living in a cave. But for sure, I'll help you shove that damn horse down the tunnel. (laughs) Even if we have to cut him into pieces. Actually, I fear Nerma is part of the problem. And I won't kill her for you. The dream I had last night, it was like I was back at home. Just got done training for the day and went to relax. And then Cinder, that dark elf from the Morningwood, was there. And while... We were relaxing together and something wrapped around my leg and ripped me underwater. I fought for as long as I could, but eventually I ended up inhaling the water. Just as I thought I was going to drown, I was lifted out of the water. Like my attachments are overshadowing why I'm truly here. Does that mean that you're trying to avoid going to find this Medlock fellow and you need to follow this trail on your statue? And if not, what does that mean for you? Are you moving farther away from your little, uh, cave deity? And how the hell do we go for a whole caravan ride? You never told me about this cinder girl. (laughs) I 
dark elf, you say, you crazy bastard. I hear they eat your heart, flay your skin. I don't know if that's true. I've never met one. It's, um, that's a part of the night I'd sooner forget about. Well, it doesn't look like that's going to happen with all these little dreams of yours. Did you guys know about this? His, his dream? Like, no. I no, know his dreams. All right. Keep your little secrets. Secrets? I do not understand. So, which which way would you like to go, then? Well, let's go load this horse up and give him a moment to think about it. This sounds good. No go yeah. outside. Carry our stuff back out, load it up, and then I'm going to give the horse an apple. <laughs> and then since it's sunlight out, I'm going to sit in the back. You hold the apple out to the horse. <laughs> Just eat it, you damn horse. Gives you a flat stare and turns his head. <laughs> Fine, you stupid horse. I'll eat the damn apple. Get in the back. <laughs> eat an apple. The horse rolled a net 20 on its perception, so... Well, I'm going to talk with my ancestors. Sit in the back and I'll start working on my carving, singing some hymns of my tribe people. Logistically, I'll say you guys get uh, squared away. A very hungover Tarchel makes his niceties with you, Tylenor, once before you head out. And unless you are inquiring further as to the nature of anything, I'll say that uh, another, uh, another gold for breakfast and then... Uh, another gold for keeping the horse overnight and you guys can load up and get situated to head away from the valiant hawk. Oh, get up. Mmm. Hey, Tarchel. Mmm. I know it's early. Mmm. Just in the event I find myself in a position to be able to come back, do you happen to have any extra uniforms? He raises his eyebrow at you. I really had a good time last night. It was like nostalgia. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, it's so nostalgic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm hungover. Uh-huh. Uh, you and I both know that that's wearing the livery of the hawk without being properly commissioned is treason. Mm. I actually didn't remember that, but... Russ, I'm going to give me some amnesia. That seems awfully damn convenient. <laughs> uh, Except it's not. Roll persuasion with advantage. I don't have anything in persuasion, so 14. 14. He says, you and I both know that'd be treason, but you and I both know that I'll, any day I'll give you the shirt off my back. And he actually struggles out of his shirt, looks around, hands it to you. I just kind of thank you so much. He looks at you with that look that he's trying to see past any facade. Which there is none. <laughs> Reaches up and puts his hand on your shoulder and says, Tyler, you be safe. Hope you sort your shit out. Much appreciated. I'll do my best, and I wish well to you and the rest. Appreciated. I'll tell the others I saw you. Thank you. And with that, I will head out to the wagon. This has been Bedlam Social Hour, a D&D podcast, a Peace in the Chaos production. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, work hard and be kind. <laughs>